Welcome back to The Scoop on Life. Lauren joining you today and excited to have Dr. Sharon Ford back on the podcast with us. Um, She was with us uh, on the podcast last year and she works for Focus on the Family. And Dr. Ford, you can correct me here if I'm wrong, but I believe you are the director for foster care and adoption. Is that correct? I am. That's a wonderful job that I have here at the ministry. Awesome. And uh, Dr. Ford, like I said, joined us last year. We talked through some foster care and adoption things. And so um, today I want to talk a little bit about Bethany Christian Services. Some of you may or may not have seen this announcement or heard this, but I'm going to read just a couple sentences here from an article from Christianity Today, just to kind of catch everybody up to speed with what Dr. Ford and I are going to be discussing today. And then we'll jump into this interview. But Again, this is from Christianity Today. We'll link this in the show notes so you can read it for yourself. But the article says, Bethany Christian Services, the largest Christian adoption agency in the United States, has changed a longstanding policy and will now place children with LGBT parents for foster care and adoption across its operations in 32 states. President Chris Pulaski told employees that, quote, Bethany remains steadfast in its Christian faith and that the new practices will allow the organization to further its mission to provide safe, loving, and stable homes to as many vulnerable children as possible. Um, He continues and says, We will now offer services with the love and compassion of Jesus to the many types of families who exist in our world today. We're taking an all-hands-on-deck approach where all are welcome. Um, Several people ended up commenting on it, obviously. Russell Moore said, The need is great for distinctively Christian adoption and foster care services, including that children need both mothers and fathers. Moreover, this move will harm already existing efforts to enable faith-based orphan care ministries to serve the vulnerable without compromising on core Christian convictions. Um, And then down in the article, just a little bit further Um, It says, Bethany no longer includes in its position statement a line about upholding God's design for marriage as between one man and one woman. Uh, Nate Bolt, the vice president, says, Faith in Jesus is at the core of our mission, but we are not claiming a position on the various doctrinal issues about which Christians of mutual good faith may disagree. So, Dr. Ford, that's a lot. Um, It's a lot to take in, I'm sure. I guess you've probably worked with Bethany for a long time. Um, and so I guess to start off with here, if you would just talk for a minute about why are faith-based adoption agencies so important? Like why not just have adoption agencies that are, um, you know, that have nothing to do with religion or faith? You know, why are the faith-based ones so important to us as Christians? You know, um, Lauren, faith-based foster care and adoption agencies are so important to, um, our ability as um, loving, God-fearing individuals, um, their ability to go and work with and receive services from people who believe the same things that we believe as Christians. When you're shopping for um, certain items in your home, um, personally, you want you, you you search out who's the best organization for you to go and shop from. You have a preference. So people who are like-minded would want their preferences to go work with a Christian-based organization who believes the same things that they do. When things get hard, where are we going to go? To the word. And so you would want to be working with an organization that believes the same, has the same biblical principles, um, has the same values, who, who, when things get hard, will go to the same place that you will go. And so... Um, it's difficult to hear that 
um, uh, Christians uh, who in those all those organizations across the United States will not be able to go to an organization because this one is no longer serving um, faith-based um, families in the way that they previously had. Well, and I guess reading that article, you know, what's your response to that statement that basically says, you know, we hold fast to Christ, but um, we want to basically be more all-inclusive, you know, like what is that? Like to me, that doesn't really fit together. You know, how, like, what is your response to that? Um, We're not talking apples and apples. We're not, they're talking apples and oranges. If you're faith-based, don't, doesn't that mean that you believe in the biblical principles? But then you're saying on the other hand, but we've changed our mind. We're, we're not sure about this other thing. And so we're going to do, we're going to divert from what the Bible says. Either you believe the Bible and what it says, and you walk out those principles in fear and trembling, making mistakes along the way. We all make mistakes. But your goal is to walk out the principles of the Bible. And so if you're saying out of your mouth, we believe them, but we're not going to walk in them, what are you saying? Right. Right. Okay. Well, and, you know, I can just hear people trying to argue the point that, well, isn't living isn't a you know a same-sex couple adopting a child better than that child being in foster care or um you know an orphanage like what I guess what would your response to that be if somebody came and said well isn't a same-sex couple providing a a loving home (laughs) quote loving home to the to these kids better than them just staying in the system you know um I have to go back to what the bible says that children um should be um raised in the admonition of the Lord and that they should be raised by a husband and a wife, a couple. And so if we're going to do it the biblical way, then that's the answer. I realize that there are all kinds of other schools of thought, but if we're following the biblical school of thought, that's the answer. Well, and I was discussing this with someone yesterday and just kind of hearing out their opinion. It's a couple that's actually adopted. And, you know, one thing that they said in rebuttal to that, when I kind of posed that same question to them was, well, we're not, there's not some nationwide, you know, worldwide thing that says, oh, same-sex couples can't adopt. If a same-sex couple wants to adopt, they're still, like, they can get around it, like, why, you know, basically why is Bethany choosing to let same-sex couples adopt? Because it's not like, oh, it's just them or no one, you know? That's right. I mean, just think about it. They, Bethany is operated for 77 years under biblical principles. And now because of, um, yes, they've received pressure. They've been fighting in, in lawsuits um, in two different states about providing services to according to the government's mindset of how you know the services should be provided right and so i can i understand that they're weary you know but the bible says do not be weary in your well-doing keep doing well okay and so i there is room at the table for all kinds of organizations there are jewish organizations there are christian organizations there are um government organizations let each organization be able to be at the table serving whoever they want to serve 
Those organizations and ministries who believe in God and follow biblical principles shouldn't have to compromise mm. or change how they do business so that someone can get services when there are other organizations out there who can provide those services. Right. They're not changing anything in how they do their services, but they want to force faith-based organizations to change how they do their work, change their principles. And that's not right. That's what the bottom line issue is. So was this something that, um, were they forced to do this? Were they forced to make this change? You know, um, I don't believe that they were forced. I believe that, um, were they getting pressure from state government? Either you, you know, capitulate and do it our way, or we're going to continue to put pressure on you. But we know that there's a case before the Supreme Court that in any day is going to answer, you know, shed light on on this. And they should have stayed in the fight. Couldn't they have stayed in the fight and to wait it out? And, uh, you know, <laughs> their board made a decision. Right. Their management made a decision. And, um, you know, but God, but God, I'm trusting and praying, you know, God God changes things. Prayer changes things. And so I'm waiting for God's answer. Yeah. So what does this mean for them moving forward? You know, how, how is it going to affect them? Um, what does it mean for the children within that agency? Like what, what is, what does moving forward look like for Bethany? I think what, what moving forward looks like for Bethany is that they have families who have already um, been certified for foster care, approved for adoption um, who are currently have children in their homes, okay? Those children hopefully will not be moving because that would add one more trauma to that child, okay? So there are Christians who have stepped up because they heard the gospel message that they should go forward and become foster and adoptive parents. So those kids are there. We, we don't want those children to have to move, okay? Um, and, and, fa- and children who are in who are, have been placed for adoption and they're waiting for their adoption to finalize, you don't want to disrupt that placement either. Right. And so this is, hopefully this isn't about disrupting placements. We want those children to continue in those homes to be nurtured and well cared for. What this means for Bethany is that they have now opened their doors to families who, uh, to um, individuals who say, we're same-sex couple and we want to now be a foster parent. They will still have to go through the licensing process. Couples who say we want to adopt, they will still have to go through the adoption process. Um, and uh, the staff who are there at Bethany, they will have to decide, am I going to continue to work here? Or am I going to leave? So tough. And only God, only God can direct them in the path that they should take. Yeah. It's a lot to think about, you know, and it's just, uh, you know, I was um, talking to some of our listeners just on Instagram and stuff about this interview that it'll be coming out. And, you know, times are crazy and everything seems to be changing. And I think now more than ever, like as believers, we have to know the truth and we have to know what we stand for. And are we willing to stand firm when others around us are pressuring us to compromise? And mm-hmm. I think this is a good example. As you said, you know, pressure is hard and mm-hmm. especially when it's coming from the government or whatever. And so it is, as you said in the beginning, it's disappointing, you know, and I think about our local Christian pregnancy center, how it will affect 
not just our center, but pregnancy centers all over the country who use adoption agencies when they pose the, the, the thing to their patients about making an adoption plan. Well, now we have one less resource to offer these women in, in need and, and in often crisis and in difficult situations. And so it has a ripple effect to, you know, agencies like ours here, you know, and to other Christian adoption agencies. Well, now there's one less, you know, and so it just has so many other effects on um, pregnancy centers and Christians looking to adopt all, all over the country, you know. It does. You know, but what I hope our, the body of Christ would continue to do is, first of all, pray. Pray for God's hand of grace and his hand of mercy. Secondly, that they would continue to seek out those faith-based organizations. They're not going to be the big Bethany's anymore. There's going to be, in on the West Coast, there's a whole slew of, of agencies that um, are biblically minded. In the South, there, there are agencies that are biblically minded. You have to Search them out. And so do your homework. Let your fingers do the walking, not through the yellow pages, but Google. Get on your keyboards and search out where's a Christian, where's a faith based organization in my state, you know, in my community that I can link up with to get the services that I want. Just like we do searching for items that we want to purchase, we can do searching for this and find those agencies that are still out there who want to serve you, who are still walking according to biblical principles. They're out there. Don't cast them to the side. Um, they want you to come in and interact with them. Yeah, for sure. Um, and being somebody, Dr. Ford, that works with foster care and adoption every single day and has for a long time, I guess um, one final question here I just want you to address is um, how, how do we as Christians, how do foster families, adoptive families um, help fight this fight? You know, what do we, how do we stay engaged and stay involved? And I know you talked about if you're looking specifically for Christian adoption agencies, like, yes, do your research, you know, but with this, like, I don't suspect that this will be the last time that something like this happens, you know? And so how do we help, how do we engage and how do we help fight this fight? Again, the fight begins with prayer. And secondly, it begins with um, Christians being advocates when you see, it's, it's important that we stay informed. There are policies that are being formed all in every state, even at the federal level. We have to be aware. We have to be first aware, and secondly, we have to speak up. We can't turn a blind eye or deaf ear to the policies that are being ch- um, changed. Those, there are hearings that are held. Go and testify at those hearings. Let your voice be heard heard this is what we need this is what we want in our community and if the body of christ the swell of us whole big c church would come together and say we want this we need this we don't want this to change we want we want to be able to um, be by faith-based organizations that that think like us and so don't shut us down if if we don't speak up we that those those organizations will be shut down and then we'll we'll be the ones that will pay the price and more importantly the children the children who should be raised in biblical families loved and nurtured and supported so that they cannot just you know live but that they can thrive thrive and be successful our children are our future and if we don't invest in them now then we're setting we're setting a poor example for the next generation. 
Yeah. And I, I think it's just important because I, I would say that I lived a large majority of my life just being ig- ignorant. You know, I just, I didn't want to, I was almost too far the other way in that like, oh, I don't want to just be too involved in politics to the point where that consumes me. And I, you know, and you're not saying that, but to choose to be educated, like know what's going on, know what these laws are, know what's changing with these Christian adoption agencies. How can I be a voice? How can I help? And not to let it consume you to the point of worry or anxiety or fear, but to say, I want to be active and I want to stand for truth. And I appreciate you not necessarily just putting an emphasis on, on with this issue specifically of yes, God's design for family is a man and a woman in marriage having children, raising those children. And so that's his design for a family, whether that's through biological children or adoption, but not even putting the main emphasis on that, like as the structure, but that's what God's word says. And so he is wise, he is good. And and, and to be in obedience to him, this is what we want to follow. So if this, you know, quote, faith-based organization has said, yeah, we're not going to follow that. Well, then that's hard. And as Christians, we need to know that. We need to be aware of these changes and what's happening. And so just in agreement with you, you know, I would encourage our listeners to, to be involved, know these things, know what's happening, know how, how you can be a voice. If there are ways for you to pray, pray for the families that you know that are in the adoption process, that are seeking that out. Like, like we said just a few minutes ago, everything seems to be changing and um, beliefs and morals are being compromised. God's word is being compromised and we've got to know um, what we believe, why we believe it and be willing to hold fast to that. Even when that means persecution or pressure may come. Hold fast, hold stand fast, fast in the Lord. That's Choose right. you this day who you will serve. And we want to serve God, don't we? That's right. Well, Dr. Ford, thank you so much for your perspective and just appreciate so much what you're doing there with Focus on the Family. Um, would encourage also our listeners to check out Focus on the Family. They're always posting resources and blogs and podcasts and things that are helpful and that can help you stay engaged and involved. And Dr. Ford, you may have other recommendations um, along those lines and even with this, you know, adoption and foster care. We'd love for people to come to our website at waitnomore.org waitnomore.org. We have a whole host of resources that we would love to give away benevolently to families who um, they believe that God has called them to step into the space of being a foster parent for a temporary time or to be a permanent family for a child who's available for adoption. There are over 400,000 children across the nation who need families, and we would love to Um, help point you in the direction of finding a faith-based organization who can walk that walk with you as you serve out God's call for us to love the vulnerable children. So those options are still out there. Uh, Waitnomore.org is going to have a lot of good resources for you. Dr. Ford, thank you so much for joining us again today on the podcast. It's my pleasure, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me.